You're listening to Strong Runner Chick Radio, episode 32. Welcome to Strong Runner Chick Radio, a leading online community where our goal is to educate, empower, and connect female distance runners across the world. We believe in healthy running, fueling, and embracing our strength as female distance runners inside and out. Through interviews with top professional, collegiate, and master's level runners, leading dietitians, coaches, sports psychologists, and runners of all shapes and sizes, we hope to spread the message that there is no one-size-fits-all approach to distance running. Now, let's get to the show. But before we get to the show, I want to give one shout out to Fast Zach, which is a distance-based mobile app for runners, walkers, and travelers. It generates routes in seconds based on your selected distance, nearby landmarks, parks, trails, and geographic features. Patented technology locates the user and creates a route with GPS tracking and turn-by-turn voice navigation. Whether you're in your own backyard or as you're traveling, FastSack allows you to experience your miles in a whole new way. It is free to download on Android and iOS. Hashtag get out and route. Hey, Strong Runner Chicks. Welcome to another episode of Strong Runner Chick Radio. It's been a while since Kelsey and I recorded an episode, so it feels like it's been ages. It's been only a week. Yeah. <laughs> Megan, yeah. just to let you know you're freezing up on us. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> freezing up so, already. Like you, yeah, the beginning part was cut out. <laughs> okay. Well, it's still on my computer. Um, so we'll get into Miranda's bio. Um, today we have a guest on who is a Strong Runner Chick ambassador and avid contributor who we love so much. Her name is Miranda DiBiaso. I hope I said your last name right. DiBiaso? DiBiaso. DiBiaso. Most people forget that last I. DiBiaso. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. Yes. All right. Well, Miranda is a senior at George Washington University, where she runs cross country and track and studies exercise science. She has been running since she was 11 years old and absolutely loves training and competing. This past year has been anything but ordinary for her as she has struggled through two major running injuries back to back and has made some alarming discoveries about her own health in the process. She is really looking forward to sharing her story of her injuries, the importance of true health and running, and finding herself outside of the sport. Miranda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Maggie and Kelsey. I'm very excited to be here. Oh my gosh, we are so excited to have you, my friend, and um, we... We, I don't know. I'm like really interested to see, I want to hear your perspective on injury because we got Jackie's perspective on injury and we've actually had a lot of guests' perspectives on their injuries, but somehow I feel like yours might be a little bit different. So I'm eager to see kind of where you're coming from, my friend. Um, So let's start the podcast with our usual question here. You started running at the age of 11. So how did you get your start in running? So I got started in running because my mom was actually a runner, not um, not competitively at all, but she loved to run when she was in her um, early 20s, which is right around when she had my sister and I. And so we kind of grew up um, in the running stroller with her while she would, you know, she would run us around. And then 
we would get on bikes and ride next to her while she would run. And then um, my sister, who's uh, uh, three years older than me, she was talked into it by my mom to run cross country in middle school. And so like any other younger sibling, I naturally did what my sister did. And uh, so that's how I got into, that's how I got my start in middle school cross country. And um, kind of from then on, I mean, I, I was hooked. I loved it. I played other sports as well um, as a kid, but nothing that I really excelled at. Um, <laughs> I uh, was not a ball sport girl. Uh, <laughs> Hand-eye coordination is not my thing. So uh, the running just really, it, it fit nicely. And I picked it up through my family and, and loved it. Oh, that's funny. Isn't it funny? Wait, Megan, you're an only child, right? Well, I was. Um, okay. I have a brother who he's adopted. Okay. Hopefully he doesn't mind me. That's right. He doesn't mind me saying that. But yeah, yeah. That's right. oh. uh-huh. the, and the only reason I ask is because isn't it funny how we always take like do what our older siblings did? So like if you had and you're younger, you have a younger brother, uh, Megan, right? Right. Or he's your younger brother, I yeah. guess I should say. So wouldn't it be weird to know like if you would have been running or yeah. another sport like if something else had happened it's so interesting how that really happened yes are you an only child kelsey no i have an older brother oh yeah. okay yeah did he run as well so um miranda we would like to know what your college experience has been like um both on the running side and academically so um, my college experience has been kind of a little bit of a roller coaster, I would say. Um, my freshman year, so I go to Ohio, so about a six and a half hour um, drive. So not like I'm all the way across the country, but pretty far away. You know, I wasn't really able to come visit home very often. And um, so I I had a really tough first year on um, as far as just the adjustment of being away um, mm-hmm. home and being away from my family and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was kind of really the start of, I would say, not to like dive too much too deep too soon, but some of the, the start of some of the things that I struggled with more on like the eating disorder side, um, kind of, I was kind of out of, um, you know, that not having all of that, solid plan of, you know, like what's going on in your life because you're like thrown into this brand new environment um, that was really overwhelming for me. And so that was kind of something that I latched onto um, just very naturally. And um, so that was kind of the start of my college career. Um, But as far as running went and academics went, um, everything was really smooth sailing. I was, um, I was doing really well on both of those sides, much better than I had expected, mm-hmm. which was really cool to see. Um, it was, you know, I, I had never imagined that I would run under 18 minutes for a 5K, and I broke that my freshman year. And, like, mm-hmm. then my second year, I never imagined I would go under 17 for a 5K, and I did. And, like, it was just – it was an upward trajectory that was mm-hmm. so amazing for me and um, beyond anything that I could ever have ever imagined. And so, I mean, really that part of my college experience was just amazing. Um, And like I said, academically, I found my passion. Um, I love the program, the exercise science program that I'm in. Um, It just, I mean, health, fitness, those things are just so fascinating to me. Just even if you're not from a running perspective, just from a general health standpoint, um, 
I love working with other people and, and helping them to achieve their health and fitness goals and really just kind of advocate for that because it's so important um, just the health and well-being of everybody. So mm -hmm. that's kind of my, that was kind of my start of my uh, college experience. Yeah, it seems like it had, a, um, it was kind of, not, I don't want to use a roller coaster, but it, it seems like it had like many hills and valleys, which usually seems to happen in, um, you know, undergraduate career. Um, but you mentioned previously, or you mentioned earlier in your um, comment there um, about how that transition was from high school into college and how that was kind of challenging for you. Um, how did you break through that? Like, what was your, what do you think were some ways that helped you through that um, time of, maybe you said eating disorder, um, whatever that was. Um, so how, how do you think that helped you or how do you think it, um, you were able to get through it? So definitely I have my, my parents and my sister to thank for helping me really get through that hard time. Um, but I think a lot of it was just them really getting through to me that like, I needed to be more open about how I was feeling while I was here. Um, that was a big thing for me as I was, I was really holding back my feelings and I wasn't, mm -hmm. I wasn't making any connection with anybody because I didn't want to, I didn't want them to have to hear, you know, my like Debbie Downer story of my freshman year because, you know, everybody's a freshman. Mm -hmm. Everybody that's a freshman is usually struggling in some capacity because it's such a big change. And so I thought, oh, okay, this is normal. Like nobody wants to hear about this. And, and finally, you know, when I got to the point where it was, it was bad enough where I was kind of contemplating, should I go back to school for the spring semester? Or should I, you know, take a semester off? My, my mom and my sister and my dad all pretty much just told me, you know, you really have to confide in somebody and, um, and tell them how you're feeling. And, and I promise you they'll respond well. And so finally, after, you know, months and months of really holding everything in, um, I was able to even though, you know, my friends were not as close as I am with them now, obviously, you know, they were still new friends. Um, I was able to just tell them like, look, I'm, you know, this is the, this is the trouble that I'm going through right now. Um, and I can really use your help. And as nerve wracking as that was, um, I mean, it was the greatest decision I could have ever made. I've got some of the best friends I could have ever asked for here. And again, I've experienced so many amazing things in my time here. And I can't imagine what it would have been like if I hadn't taken those steps that I needed to, mm -hmm. to open up, um, to really find myself here and be comfortable and, and excel. Mm -hmm. Sounds like you have good friends. Yeah, I definitely do. Very <laughs> thankful for them. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Oh my goodness. Um, so, I mean, so that was kind of a, the beginning of your college experience, and now you're um, moving towards the end of your college experience. Yikes! Um, so, how did you see yourself transform through that period of time? Um, and it could be academically, it could be personally, it could be running wise. I mean, um, you know, being a freshman, and Megan, you can attest this. Being a freshman, oh, yeah. and then being a senior is such totally a, different. So yeah. different. It's like mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what was that like for you, Miranda? So I, you know, when, as, as you're asking that, I was kind of thinking, you know, as even though I'm at the tail end here of my undergraduate career, I still feel like I'm, you know, a sophomore or something. Like I don't, I don't feel like my college career is like ending yet, which is just crazy to think about. But um, I guess, you know, I'm still transforming. I'm still in that transformative mm -hmm. stage. And 
Um, especially, you know, like I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about kind of my injury history just recently, but I think that's been a huge part of how I've transitioned because, mm-hmm. you know, for so many years, really for the first three years of my college career, um, I never, I never had that kind of that, mm-hmm. that injury cycle or anything, you know, I mean, everybody gets banged up a little bit, but nothing mm-hmm. that put me out for too long. So mm-hmm. I think really I did all, I've done all of my my growing and developing in college really just in this past year because mm-hmm. there was so much, there's so many changes on. Um, and yeah, so it's been, it's been quite a crazy year, but I think I've learned so much more in just this one year of, of difficulty than I had in the, you know, the three years prior that were just kind of smooth sailing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And- I can imagine you learned about a lot about yourself in that process too. It wasn't just about your running. Um, and even maybe even not, I'm sure you learned about your health, but also mentally what that is like. And, um, also kind of maybe relying on support systems as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's been, you know, like I said before, that was what got me through freshman year, which, which was, you know, what would be the toughest time. And then, now just being injured that's that has been mm-hmm. absolutely the number one um savior for me is just having these you know having friends yeah. that I found on friends and family members and everything so so um for those of those listeners that don't know what injuries have you faced um can you kind of go into detail just as far as like the physical component of them and um just like when you found out like the timeline as far as those go yeah, of course. So, um, so it really started this past summer. Um, it was in June of 2017, and um, I, you know, was having just some foot pain and uh, didn't really think too much of it. And then it kind of got worse and worse and worse. And finally, I was like, okay, I should get this checked out. Um, and it turned out I had a stress fracture in my fifth metatarsal on my right foot, mm-hmm. which, you know, very unfortunately, a very common um, overuse mm-hmm. injury for distance running um and you know it was it was heartbreaking but I think you know now that I look back on it it was it was the easiest of all of the things Mm -hmm. um but so uh that was yes that was in the summer and then I had made the decision with my coach that um I would redshirt the fall cross-country season um and just you know not worry about being rushed back into anything Mm -hmm. and um definitely just be able to take my time and do the right thing um, to get back to running. And so that's what we did. I uh, applied to grad school. I was like, okay, this is perfect. I'll have, you know, my, I'll get to, I'll get my cross country season back as a grad student. And, um, and so that was all set in stone. And then um, I, you know, I progressed really well getting back into things. It was, it was hard and it was awkward. And, you know, I wasn't as fast as I was before when I was getting back in the workouts, which is mm-hmm. tough, but you know, I got through it and, um, and knew that I was going to get through it. And then, um, actually over Thanksgiving break this past year, I, um, really without warning, um, suffered a stress fracture in my pelvic bone. And, um, so obviously a much, much bigger bone, one that kind of indicates a little, something a little bit more concerning. Um, and, you know, with two stress fractures so close together, um, my, doctor was a little concerned just because, mm-hmm. you know, that's especially with the slow progression that I took to get back into it after the foot injury. Yeah. And, um, and so I had a bone density scan done and found out that I have osteopenia. 
So again, for those of people who don't know what that is, it's just a, a lowered um, bone density, essentially. Mm -hmm. So puts me at a higher risk for fracture. It's not quite as bad as osteoporosis, but it is the precursor. So um, this was really, that was the huge turning point for me, I think. Mm -hmm. um, just as far as hearing a diagnosis like that was really, really terrifying at 21 years old. Um, and just, you know, that it was a big red flag that I needed to get myself healthy um, mm -hmm. and that it was going to come with a lot of changes, uh, mm -hmm. at least, you know, in the in the near future that, that things weren't going to be the same as they always had been. And um, so that was what I've been recovering from for the past three months. And um, it's definitely been very, very, it was very difficult um, just, you know, having that one injury and then thinking you're, you're all the way through and then bam, another one hits you right, right in the back. It was, it was tough. Mm -hmm. But, um, but like I said, I think these injuries have provided me some of the best learning experiences. Mm -hmm. And, um, and like Kelsey said, like not just learning about myself and my health, but just, you know, what, um, kind of, I guess just kind of everything about, um, who I am that's, that's outside mm -hmm. of running. Mm -hmm. Now you mentioned that you're, um, you had to make some pretty big changes that were really challenging for you. Um, I'm wondering if you might want to dig a little deeper into those. Um, and, and if not, that's totally fine. Um, but um, for people who, you know, think that they may have a low bone density and may want to hear from someone who, you know, has gone through it and is going through it, um, maybe you could provide them with a little bit of support or idea of what that might be like or what your challenges were and how you overcame them. Yeah, of course. So, um, so the, the reason for the bone density is, um, just, you know, the general, like, like we talk about a lot at Strong Runner Texas, you know, mm -hmm. the absence of menstruation and, um, and that has been something that I had suffered with, uh, or suffered from for three years it had been, um, since my senior year in high school. And, um, and it was something that I never, you know, I always knew this isn't, this isn't right. You know, I need, this needs to come back and, and whatnot. But yeah. I, you know, I'd never, I, I always thought I was making the right decisions, um, mm -hmm. to get myself back to that point. And, um, turns out I just wasn't doing enough to get me there. Um, but so again, you know, when I had the, um, when, when I got the osteopenia diagnosis, it was basically, you know, that was, um, that was the turning point as far as telling me that, you know, I really needed to, to make the changes nutritionally, um, regardless of, you know, what that was going to do to my body, um, as far as, you know, my weight goes and kind of the way that I would feel as far as my, my comfort level and my identity, um, but it was what needed to happen uh, because clearly my body was not, you know, it wasn't going to allow me to do what I loved if I wasn't going to get back to it. So, um, so that was, uh, so as far as the changes I had to make for that, um, I mean, I pretty much went from, you know, my, my typical high mileage running self, um, and you know, my, my very, uh, I would say, you know, very stringent kind of diet plan for myself. Um, both of those things vanished very quickly. Um, mm -hmm. I was, you know, I was sidelined completely, no, no working out of any kind for at least uh, a full month there um, in that beginning of the recovery process. And then meeting with a dietitian weekly and, and really focusing on 
getting in all of the nutrients and getting my, you know, basically restoring my weight. So then I would be able to get a period. And, um, that honestly is the hardest thing because mm-hmm. I, I mean, and for listeners who have struggled with, um, yeah. any kind of disordered eating patterns, that's, that's really the hardest part. Um, mm-hmm. especially when you don't have, you know, your comfort of working out in any capacity. Um, it makes it that much harder, but, um, Ultimately, I mean, I needed to just tell myself this is what my body needed. Um, and as hard as it was, I've kind of always, and I guess I should say as hard as it still is, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I just constantly remind myself that, you know, this is where I need to be um, and that, you know, my body will hopefully, you know, it'll it'll be able to perform even better in a completely healthy state. So um, so some of the changes, you know, were just your very typical um weight gain which was you know for a lot of runners that's that's usually one of the hardest things to to deal with and for me it has been very very difficult um but like i said i mean it was necessary i was you know able to um restore my health um and hopefully we'll be able to keep it there so then you know i can get my bone density back to a normal normal reading so then i can you know come back and and do what i love doing and and not be constantly worried about being injured yeah and I almost so I'm wondering now if um this question just kind of popped into my mind like um because I know for a lot of people it's hard like we've talked to um some women that were on the show and girls that have dealt with this before um like overcoming amenorrhea um, and making that conscious decision but do you think had you not gotten injured would you I don't know, would things have turned out the way that they did? Like, would there be this positive change? Or do you think it almost takes sometimes getting injured or having something happen like osteopenia in a bone scan to, to really make this change? Yeah, you know, that's a really great question. Because honestly, I think just, you know, based off of my own experience, I think um, it probably would I it probably wouldn't have happened um had I had this you know extreme wake-up call and this injury and and the bone density reading that was really what you know Mm -hmm. that like kind of lit the fire under my ass for lack of a better word you know I'm I'm, and that's that's sad it upsets me that I have to kind of hear myself say that you know Mm -hmm. it took something this horrible for me to really get my act together Mm -hmm. but um I think that's part of why you know I've going all through, going through this and, you know, being a part of Strong Runner Chicks, I'm really trying to, uh, my goal now is really just, I want to help other people. Um, Mm -hmm. I, you know, one of the big things that I've done for my team is just really try to emphasize to them, you know, if you're ever struggling with something like this, you know, I'm a resource. I've, you know, been, I've been through this and, and I don't want to see them have to go through it. Um, and, you know, I don't want them to have to get the injury that's going to give them the wake up call. I want them to, you know, to know that they can, you know, they can yeah. take hold of their health before it gets, you know, before it's too late. Yeah. Mm. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. Um, I really admire um, your strength through it all because. I mean, no one can see you right now. So we're on this platform called Zoom. It's kind of like Skype where you can see everyone. But as Marin has been talking, you could tell that she's openly talking about an experience that's been a struggle for her because her facial expressions and the smile, though, that continues through it, knowing that you're on the right path to get to where you need to go, shows the growth that you've 
achieved so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really powerful. Um, really powerful. So congrats to you. I know it's not easy and it's not going to be easy for a while to go. Um, but we want to validate your strength and all that you've been through. So thanks for sharing. And I want to validate you too, as a strong runner chick ambassador, I think you really embody what that means. Yes. And, um, I've loved watching over the months. So our first post from Miranda dates back to August and I don't know. Um, did I just freeze up again? I did. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay. You're back. <laughs> I don't want to keep going, but yeah. I know you, um, you've been an ambassador now for, I think almost a year. And then you reached out regarding strength training and injury preventative tips and stretching and so much helpful info that maybe even before this injury got to this point, you were still, um, I think you still had this fire inside of you to help people before it happened. So that's been really inspiring mm-hmm. to watch. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's, that's definitely, um, even before the injury, I kind of, like I said, you know, I knew that health and, and fitness and all that was going to be my career path. And, um, and so that's always been something that, you know, I've loved yeah. doing and I love, you know, helping other people reach their goals. It's like, there's nothing better than that feeling, I think. Um, so I think though, part of, you know, I always really prided myself on, on never having been injured. And I kind of accredited that to, the hard work that I put in as far as, you know, doing the injury prevention, doing the strengthening and really being smart about the way that I trained and, and all of that. And so, um, so I kind of wanted to also share those tips with people. And so it was actually kind of ironic that when I got into like the, um, the thick of like contributing as like injury prevention, I was also, you know, just struggling with these back-to-back injuries. But I think, you know, I still really do. I'm still very thankful that I did all of that. Um, because I think, you know, even when I was healthy, I think that probably was what was pulling me through and keeping me healthy, um, yeah. for sure. And I plan, you know, once I'm back, I plan to continue, you know, those things and, and tailoring it a little bit more to what my body needs now, especially, and um, and keep going with that. But I, I love contributing to that. Yeah, We're so happy to have you. And I love that you... Um, I think it's funny too how like people go through something really difficult and they really truly understand it, mm-hmm. but then are able to apply it to helping a people. And it really sounds like you are really conscious of that. And like, you're like, Oh, I've done, I've been through this experience and I know what it's like. And like, let me help you do that. And, um, I think that's so cool because there's some people who be like, I don't want to deal with it. Like, I can't think about that really tough time. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's almost like you're being very selfless through this um, period of time where you have to require focusing a lot on yourself. That's yeah. really balancing those two is really, really interesting and really, really admirable. Thank you. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I've um, it has been a tough balance, especially um, I think you know my my role here at my university and on my team is to I'm the captain of my team, and that was. Congrats. That was something that I was I was really excited about that um, position coming into the year, and then you know as I kind of had these injuries, I you know it was really tough to to be there and um, you know be surrounded by it a hundred percent of the time, even though you can't participate. Um, so it was really hard, but I think part, that's part of the reason why I was able to put on a brave face and kind of be like, yeah, you know, I I can do this because I have to do this for the girls on my team. You know, I have to I have to do what I can to, you know, remain as, um, 
involved as possible and, and really be there to support them. Um, mm -hmm. Because, you know, as much as my recovery process is about myself, the team part of it, I mean, it's, it's still ultimately about your team. And, and, yeah. and those are the people that, you know, I wanted to still, even though I wasn't going to be helping, you know, pace through workouts or anything, like I had to be there on the sideline helping. And, um, and so it was tough at times just because it's hard to, hard to watch people get to do what you love to do and want to do. Um, it really, it kept me in touch with kind of what matters the most, which is just, you know, being there for one another and, and really just embracing the whole team spirit and, um, and getting others, you know, pumped up and, and ready to run. Mm. Oh, that's great. I'm, I admire it. I don't know if I could do it myself. I don't know about you, Meg, but that's, it's really amazing. It is really admirable. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who haven't read, who are listening now, um, definitely go read Finding the Silver Lining, which is Miranda's post. Um, I would say the most powerful post, at least mm -hmm. um, on SRC that you've written about your injury and um, about this process. And I really like what you said here. There are two mantras that really helped me through my injury. They were control the control the controllables and this too shall pass anytime i found myself worrying about things that i could not control or getting upset about my injury i would remind myself of these words and i really like that because those are two things like thinking about what you can and cannot control and then just reminding yourself you know this is going to pass and this will i'll get through it those are so powerful do you have any other um, tips or advice for listeners that are struggling through a tough time or through injury? Yeah. Um, so definitely, I mean, mantras, I think, you know, when I was first introduced to them, uh, and I was kind of like, oh, that, that doesn't work. Like, that's, you know, like, you can tell yourself something a million times, so you're never going to truly believe it. And mm -hmm. then, you know, I, I came through this time of need, and, and I started doing it, and I kind of felt goofy, like, talking to myself almost like in the mirror and being like, like, you've got this, like you can do this, this two shall pass kind mm -hmm. of thing. But it really honestly was life changing. Um, and it really did work. And, uh, and so, I mean, for anybody who's struggling with something like that, I think, you know, really being kind to yourself and, and talking to yourself in a way that, that you would talk to a friend, you know, you think about it and then people say that and it's kind of seems cliche, but I thought about it and I've got, you know, one of my greatest friends, um, and she's my roommate and everything. And, you know, when I was, when we would talk about these kinds of things, she would always be so positive towards me. And I would say like, why can't I be positive towards myself like that? Um, and so, you know, you really got to think about it like that. I think a little bit and just, you know, I, I put a lot of uh, stress on myself and, and kind of, um, kind of just, you know, talk down to myself for a while after the injuries about like, Oh, what did I do wrong? This is all my fault. I should have done this, this, and this, but you know, then I it kind of got to the point where I was like, I needed to stop blaming myself. Um, I mean, these things happen and there's, you know, a million things that I could have done before that might have prevented it, but they also may not have. And, um, and ultimately, you know, like we talked about earlier, I think kind of coming to this realization was what I needed um, to make the changes that, you know, were always going to be so hard for me to make. But um, that, I guess, yeah, also just besides kind of expressing that, you know, self-love and that, you know, mm -hmm. being okay with, you know, not, not being perfect. Um, but I think also just, you know, um, just really, I guess, uh, what am I trying to say? Hold on. Lord. I think, 
yeah, just cutting yourself some slack sometimes and, mm -hmm. and never being afraid to confide in other people. Because like I said, you know, even when it wasn't running related for me and then in my greatest time of need, um, the best thing that I could do was just reach out to somebody else and, and, and tell them what I was struggling with. And they always responded very, very well. I never got the, uh, oh, I don't have time for this, which is, I think, what I always feared and what I was worried I would get. So, so definitely I think those would be my two biggest pieces of advice. Yeah, um, I love what you were saying about mantras earlier. Um, because I think, I personally think that mantras can only go so far and then you have to do the work yourself. You know, so I think you found another, I guess this seems to be the trend here, the balance of using that mantra to really get you through something hard and then doing the work yourself to get out of it. And that is, is amazing. And actually, it's funny you say that because I have someone in my family who's really sick right now. And um, on the mirror in the bathroom, he wrote um, like, quote, like a quote, it's like, never give up. And then underneath that, it says never, ever, ever give up. <laughs> so every time he uses, and he's in the, he, he's in the bathroom a lot, like, um, just for, because he likes to, he likes to look good and like pamper himself and stuff. And so he has them written on, um, his mirror, like they're stuck on his mirror. So he sees it every time he goes in there. And I almost imagine for you, those, it would be really, or for, not for you, but for anybody to have like their quotes or something that really like speaks to them at that moment in their life written on their mirror. Cause how many times do you look in the mirror every day to brush your teeth, like to do your hair? Like, I mean, or just somewhere where you put it, like sometimes people put things on their fridge or like on their door mm -hmm. there. Like I have something hanging at the foot of my bed in my bedroom. And I'm like, I lie in my bed all the time. Like I see, you get to see it all the time. So I think that's, I think using those mantras in a positive way, like you have is really, really powerful. Yeah, that's actually funny that you would say that. I'm sitting on my bed right now, and I have my little this shall pass. It's it's, oh, it's oh. there. So when I open my eyes, that's like one of the first things that I see in the morning. So you know that was very helpful. But that's yeah, that's funny that you mentioned that. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Um. Oh yeah, that's good. I'm happy that it's on your wall. And I know Megan, you have stuff written on your walls too. Oh yeah. 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 We talked about that before, and oh, I love so it. Much. I think it's so yeah. much fun. Uh -huh. Um. So. We want to ask you, my friend, Miranda, what is currently making you thrive? And kind of what, actually, wait, no, before, wait, time out. We're not asking that <laughs> quite yet. I actually want to know now what your future direction is post-graduation. And this can be in terms of anything in your life, whether it's academics, whether it's, you know, doing a new type of movement that's new to you, or how you're going to, you know, go through your current recovery, like whatever's new um, post-graduation. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I am kind of, my summer is up in the air right now, but I'm um, really keeping my fingers crossed that I'll uh, get an internship position um, at the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs. Oh, yeah. um, I actually just, I applied to one of those before. So cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. I made it to like the second or third round or something, but then didn't get oh. chosen, which is kind oh. of weird. But anyways, continue. Sorry. No, that's okay. But yeah, so I'm, I'm applying to like four different positions there. I'm um, awesome. great about those. So, um, but I'm trying to, you know, I would love to change it up this summer, kind of do something a little bit different, go somewhere where I've never been um, because in the fall I'll be coming back to DC um, for my graduate program. Um, it's a two year uh, master of science in exercise science. So just a continuation of my undergrad. 
Um, but it'll give me the opportunity to compete for the full year. Um, wow. As long as I stay healthy, fingers crossed. Um, um, so that's, that's kind of like down the road there for the, for the next two years. But um, as far as, you know, this, this summer goes um, after graduation, just, you know, kind of trying to branch out and see, um, I want to get obviously some work experience in the field, um, whether it's interning or just a job. Um, but I would kind of love to go out west. I'm, I'm so excited about the Strong Rider Chip Retreat. Um, yes, us too. We're yeah. going to be there if you're listening. So you should come <laughs> yeah. for that reason. Yeah. yeah. I'm definitely excited about that. And so it kind of got me thinking, actually, that was kind of when I started thinking like, oh, well, maybe I should like just throw my some applications out to places that yeah. you know, I've never been. Um, uh-huh. And, uh, and so, yeah, so that's, that's kind of, I guess I would say in the future then, and hopefully just, you know, in the next couple of months, really, uh, really focusing on my rehab and, and my slow, very slow recovery process coming back into running. But, um, hopefully, you know, things are looking up here within the next uh, couple of weeks and I'll get some good news and be able to start, um, at least that slow progression back. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Come join us out West. Yeah. Have you ever been? Out west, I know you're in DC. Sorry, could you repeat that? Oh, what's the furthest uh, west you've been in the U.S.? So I've actually I've gone to um, California. I've gone to oh, both okay. San Diego um, and San Francisco, mm-hmm. uh, but I went just on like vacations and to visit mm-hmm. friends out there. Um, I actually ran the uh, the only half marathon I've ever actually competed in. I ran the San Francisco half. I've heard and, that one's hilly. Oh, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> I, my friend, my friend and I did the the first half, and it is a hillier half, but it was really cool. It was a cool. super fun experience. Um, yeah. but yeah, so I've been out there, but I've actually never been to never been to, like Colorado or Utah. Or, um, oh, love to go to Oregon and so see all yes. those. Yeah. yeah, so fun. Well, we can't <laughs> wait to have you um, joining mm-hmm. us in Boulder and hopefully the Olympic Training Center as well, yes. even before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally. All yeah. Please, Please do. do. Yeah. yeah. Um, so now, what is currently making you thrive? You know, um, I would say what's currently making me thrive is just the excitement around what is to come. I think um, for so long I've had to, I've been forced to be really patient and um, kind of just you know never really put a timeline on things because mm-hmm. you know, with with injury and rehab you you can never tell what's going to happen next. Um, right. And so I think what's what's making me thrive now is just the excitement and the anticipation around um, something great happening. Um, and I think you know there's that's really what's getting me through. But also I think um, like just actually just yesterday, my, my team and I had a really awesome meeting about um, Mm -hmm. kind of goals going forward. And, um, and it was really exciting. It was, you know, the kind of context of it is it came out of um, a poor performance, but it, it it was uh, something that, you know, we needed to reconnect and get on the same page. And so um, really sitting down and having that meeting where we were, you know, hashing out the details of how are we going to get to where we want to be in the future. Um, that was super exciting. And just like those kinds of little moments um, that just remind me of, you know, that I'm a part of something that's bigger than myself. And that's really special. And, you know, it's not just, it's not just me, you know, we're working together. Um, that was, that was awesome. So that was, uh, that was really exciting. And that definitely was made me 
made me thrive this week for sure. Um, and just, you know, got me really excited for the future. Miranda, you're just so awesome. We're going to have to do a part two. Would you give your younger self? Um, for sure. I would tell my younger self to not be stubborn and listen to people who are older than you and well, not necessarily even older than you, but just, you know, take the advice that, that people are giving you, um, and really, you know, think about it before you just kind of brush it off. Um, I think, you know, with all of the experiences that I've had in the past, you know, couple of months, a lot of the time when I look back on my past, I think, oh, well, like, why didn't And, you know, there's no point in me getting upset with myself at all because what's what's done is done kind of thing, um, kind of deal. But I think, you know, if I could tell my younger self anything, it would just be to really, you know, listen to those people and, and trust them and and make, you know, do the things that make you uncomfortable that need to happen, though, to, to make a positive change. Um, and, you know, also just kind of never, you know, never doubt yourself. Um, and, you know, always, always know that you have the ability to be great, regardless of the circumstances. And, uh, and yeah, I think that's, that's really something that, um, you know, I've, I've had to learn time and time again, and I'm probably gonna have to relearn getting back into getting back into the groove of running is just that whole confidence piece and, and how much that can change um, your perspective and the way that you get through a tough time or the way that you thrive in a good time um, is just, you know, how confident you are in yourself and your ability. And uh, I think that's part of another reason why, you know, being a strong runner chick is so important. It's, it's, you know, it's all about embracing, embracing who you are as a person and being confident in your own skin and, you know, n knowing that you have this, massive support system of, of really amazing females that are, you know, they're there to, to keep you, you know, on the right track and, um, no pun intended, I guess, but you know, that's <laughs> just, just really there to help you out. Um, yeah. for sure. So kind of a long winded answer, but <laughs> no, it was no. good. It was a good one. Um, you kind of actually answered our you last did. question. You answered our last question for the most <laughs> part. And you have before on your ambassador profile, but, um, our final question really is what does being a strong runner chick mean to you? Yeah, I, I love this one. And I know like it's one of my favorites to hear with all the podcasts. <laughs> Ours too. Today. Um, but I think, you know, I mean, obviously, like I said, I think it means just, you know, being, being confident in yourself and knowing that, you know, again, you're like a badass chick. Like, that's, that's, that's like the bottom line, really. Um, but just, you know, also that thought of, you know, being more than just that runner that you are. You're a strong runner chick, but you're a strong chick in general. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we just kind of, we use this running as a platform because it's something that brings us all together. Um, but it's definitely just embracing the fact that, you know, regardless of if you're running or not running, you're a strong chick and, and that's, that's so important. Yeah. You just said it right there at the core. I mean, mm -hmm. that's so much of what we talk about and are about. So thank you so much, Miranda, for your time and mm -hmm. for coming on. We were saying, Kelsey and I, that we have to do a part two with you. <laughs> yeah, it's too good. We didn't even get into the the strength training stuff and nerd out there. So, oh my goodness, I didn't. I was, I was, I was so caught up in the conversation. 
coming. I didn't even oh, think fine. about it. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. No worries whatsoever. I think this is actually a really good like prelude to it. So now we know more about you and our listeners who um, are new to us know more about you and what you're yeah. coming from and everything about that. So now we can focus on like getting into the nitty gritty and how you said earlier, you like to nerd out with that stuff. I feel like you and Megan can totally nerd out. Oh and yeah. And we will, we will at the retreat too. Uh-huh. We'll have to do some uh, strength demos. That'll yes. be fun too. So. Yes, I'm very excited. And I'm bringing the Thera bands, right? Yes. <laughs> or the mini bands. Yeah. Those are everybody we'll bring those. Favorite. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. We can't um, wait. So, one thing we did want to ask actually is how can listeners connect with you mm-hmm. if they hear something or want to reach out to you? Yeah. So, um, I would say the two, well, the social media platform that's the best for me is Instagram. Um, my Instagram name is just at Miranda DiBiasio. Um, and then also email is great. Um, I always make sure to put that on the bottom of any of my contributions if people ever have awesome. any questions of any of the content or anything. Um, and so that's just mdbasio at gwu.edu. And um, I'm pretty responsive. So um, And I would love to hear if anybody had anything um, that they you know needed help with or wanted to reach out because I guess I think that's so important. So... Awesome. Yay. Well, thank you so much, Miranda, for speaking with us. We really appreciate it and um, for all that you shared with us, too. And we send you a lot of good energy in the upcoming months because although your future may be challenging at times, um, it sounds like you're excited for it. So we're excited for you. Thank you so much. Yes, I I really appreciate your guys' time and and letting me be on here. I'm very excited and, um, again, super excited to meet up in Colorado. So it'll be great. Yay. (laughs) Any final words to our listeners? Just, um, yeah. No, I mean, I think I, I think I said as much as I wanted. Really you know, did. you had some great words of wisdom. So, um, strong runner chicks. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of SRC Radio. Thanks for listening to the Strong Runner Chicks Radio. Do us a favor and leave a review in iTunes to help spread awareness and foster the SRC community. Additionally, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Strong Run Chick.